1: Hello, welcome to the Goldmine Podcast again. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine. And this episode, I want to talk about something that's in the October-November 2022 issue of Goldmine, which is on the newsstand right now. If you go to select Barnes & Noble or Books A Million Stores, or you could go to our Goldmine shop in about a few weeks and pick it up there which is shop.goldminemag.com. Now, what you can also do with this issue is get the collector's edition, which will come with extras, an alternate cover, which is exclusive from a photographer, and 8x10 or 8x10s, which are professionally made, suitable for hanging. For this issue, we have the stones, the Rolling Stones, celebrating their 60th, and Kiss Gene Simmons as Kiss wraps up what is supposed to be their last tour. And Gene really um, he really gets candid with Ken Sharp, who has written a best-selling biography on Kiss. But anyway, let's get back to what the episode. Um, I approached Frank Daniels about doing an article about UK vinyl for the Beatles. There was one online about the U.S. final and the most valuable records. And I asked Frank, who is quite an expert on Beatles records. Um, He has written a lot in the field. What are the highest valued Beatles records from the U.K.? And you know, some of these might be obvious to the record collectors, um, but some might be records you never heard of. And some, you know, the top three here, which we're going to discuss and you could go on and and I think there are 20 of them or more in the latest issue, um, which are detailed and why they're so valuable. But here, the ones at the top three are pretty much something that most record collectors can only dream about owning. Um, They're just very high priced, um, close to. You know, close to a 100,000, some of them. Some of them over a 100,000. But anyway, let's talk about the third one up, which is Hello Little Girl, uh, the B-side Till There Was You. And it's Brian Epstein's personal acetate, uh, you know, a very unique item which can be had for about 100 to 110,000. And as Frank puts it, this is an acetate that Epstein cut in the HMV shop and he took it to producer George Martin at EMI um, in his effort to get the the band signed to a recording contract. Uh, they were the band recorded uh, songs for their unsuccessful audition for Decca Decca Records, and of course Martin thought there was some, something special about the band when he heard this, and he believed he could work with them. And of course, as you know, he did, and he was an important part of that band, and this particular acetate contains, like I said, Hello Little Girl, which the Beatles wound up keeping unreleased for many years, and by the time they recorded for EMI, they were writing... Much, much better material. Again, this is an acetate, and it's funny because on the label, someone had written the title, uh, Hello Little Girl, and of course it's H-U-L-L-O, and that's pretty unique in itself. Uh, The second one is uh, the Beatles self-titled album, which is known as the White Album. It's about the number one Ringo Starr copy that was sold. This is important because it went for almost eight hundred thousand. Seven hundred and ninety thousand to be exact. And this is of course the Apple. It's on Apple Records. Apple PMC seven oh six seven. In nineteen sixty eight, the Beatles had solicited a a potential design for this this album. The design that they preferred was From Richard Hamilton and his concept of a stark white cover with no print, and of course you had the Beatles embossed on the front cover. Uh, It also would fold open to reveal the song titles and and a black and white, well, black and white images of the band. Hamilton was intrigued that this album might sell millions of copies, and he suggested that each copy be individually numbered, um, like. Limited edition works of art, and, and this made each copy unique, even though the limited edition might consist of a million copies, Hamilton also put together the album's uh, poster too, which contained uh, on one side uh, the lyrics to all the songs. Now, you know, if you, of course you had the first pre- first copy which Ringo did, it would be worth lots of money. Now, uh, the EMI affiliates around the world uh, that had the equipment to do and attempted to, you know, they attempted to reproduce the idea, numbering their own covers. Uh, in the UK, EMI allocated 300,000 numbers to the mono monocopies, 300,000 to uh, the stereocopies. Since EMI liked numbering concept, they made sure that the first few numbers were used as giveaways to the Beatles, their friends and record company employees. And for years, uh, it was believed that Lennon's copy, which was number one, um, however, a few years ago, we all found out it was Ringo who owned the number one copy. Uh, he sold it at auction for this outrageous price. And other low-numbered copies have sold for similar high prices, and generally the higher the number, the, the less it sells for. We've done a few stories on a few collect- Beatles collectors that have low numbers, and uh, a few of them claim to have what is like sealed copies, so that's even worth more. Uh, they won't get <clears throat> the the kind of price that Ringo got, but um, who knows how much you know someone would pay for a, a low number, the mono number two went for eighty one thousand and the mono number nine went for ten so you know it's all what the market gives at the moment i mean if you're lucky enough to have a low number like that then wait a few years sell it and maybe put down some money on your mortgage but that uh, that is a valuable copy to have but number one which is priceless is the seventy-eight of Thou Be the Day on the B-Side, In Spite of All Danger. Now, this is a Kensington pressing, and in uh, 1955, uh, Percy Phillips set up a recording facility in Liverpool at 38 Kensington, uh, where people could come in, record their own music, etc. After they were finished recording... Phillips would transfer the music to Shellac, 78s, Um, of course not vinyl, Shellac. On July 12, 1958, the Quarrymen, and that consists of John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, John Dufflow, and Colin Hanton, uh, they walked into this recording studio and paid to make a 78 RPM recording of these two songs. These were their cover version of the Crickets, That'll Be the Day, um, and an original song. Um, so he had the cover version of the Crickets, That'll Be the Day, and an original song, in Spite of All Danger. You know, for some months, the band passed around the recording among one another and played it for friends. It wound up in lowe's collection and in 1981 he discovered that he still had the record and went to sell it at an auction mccartney made him a preliminary offer and he rejected it but mccartney eventually bought it from him that year he he paid to have 50 replica copies made Um, some as 78s and others as 45s those copies have 1981 in the matrix The original, however, is a piece of Beatles history and thus priceless. So that's the number one. That's the number one disc. And, of course, it's not vinyl. It's shellac, 78 RPM disc. And Paul McCartney owns it. So if you can convince him to sell it. (laughs) But anyway, the title of the article is called The Most Bang for the Pound. It's by Frank Daniels, and it's in the current issue, October-November 2022, and it's very interesting. Uh, It's about 10 pages of many different, many different uh, Beatles pressings that are worth money. The lowest here seems to be uh, $500 for my Bonnie and the Saints' first pressing, Um, but you could get a detail of... Details of each one, it's well worth it, and that's in the new issue. All right, gold miners, thank you for listening and tune in to the next gold mine podcast, which will be coming soon. And don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for other exclusive content other than the print edition, and you could also go to the gold mine radio hour which is on cygnusradio.com, and that's every Sunday night at 7 p.m. And don't forget to go to our shop, shop shop.goldminemag.com. Right now you can get some exclusive vinyl, some vinyl variants, where they're only exclusive to the Goldmine store. We'll catch you next time on the Goldmine Podcast.